Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry, Toyota. Let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Fantasy freaks and geeks, what's up? We welcome you into the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. Oh my goodness, what a great show we have in front of us here today. James Coe here with you, joined alongside by Boy Young Boy himself. West Virginia. Hi, James. I'm excited. I feel really good about this. Sh- I came in feeling it today. Okay. Walked in feeling good. Even on week 17. Yeah, man. Well, none of this matters anymore. Oh, okay. so, so the burden is off my shoulders. <laughs> oh, big Plus, got a big night plan tonight, so I'm really you excited. Do? Oh, yeah, dude. I got wow. big plans. Okay. On a Thursday. You're just going to say big plans and not tell us what they are? So I'm making sweet potato fries in my air fryer tonight. Oh, my God. the air fryer. Here we go. And and I'm going to bust out the food processor that I've got, and I'm going to make some salsa. You know what? Maybe a nice piece of meat on my new pan. Got so much good cooking stuff for Christmas. Make Charlie wash the dishes. He better do something. Contribute <laughs> somehow. I think I'm gonna God make knows sweet potato be... fries too in, in my air fryer. It's also known as an oven. That's that uses <laughs> that's different. No, what you don't understand is that uh, it's like cooking in oil because it cooks everything three hundred sixty degrees around, like all the way around it, but it's not unhealthy. Okay. Like it's not dowsing yeah. things in oil, so it gives you that fried taste, but without I'm pretty the sure oil. I'm relatively confident it will not give you that fried taste. Oh well, you know what? <laughs> we'll, I'll see. Be t- also, we'll see. We'll yeah, see. Yeah, we'll it's see. It's news to me we'll that see. ovens only heat directionally, <laughs> and it's not yeah. they're not enveloped in heat in that box. That's the point. That is kind of the point of an oven. Actually, you don't get it. <laughs> Okay. I'm ex- look. I'm excited about it, and you By the way, idiots won't ruin it for that, me. That, that is exactly why you preheat your oven so that you cook your food from 300. I'm aware of how an oven works. Okay. You Are you jackasses? Okay. I'm just excited about this, and you guys aren't going to ruin it for me. This is a heck of a substitute for Thursday night football. Yeah. Like, oh, this is way better than Thursday night football. Air fryer talk. Here sorry, Roger. Uh, you just got a voice. Yeah. Now. Sorry. Sorry, Probably. Roger. But I uh, would definitely rather do kitchen stuff than watch. You know. Colts and the Washington Generals play each other or something. But, buddy, what about the Color Rush jerseys? Dude, uh, we, <laughs> Color Rush jerseys are cool, but still. All right. Wiz Kid from Wisconsin. Alex Gilhart, what's going on, man? I don't know. It's just too easy to make fun of them it for is. dumb stuff like that. So I don't it, care. I, do, I literally do not care. I, I'm excited I, I, about I, it, and you won't ruin it. Okay. But you do care, but you are excited. Yeah. Yeah. You, okay. you, you clearly care. You clearly, 
clear. No, I'm just saying you won't ruin this for me. Okay, that, that, that's also accurate. Okay. You won't ruin this for me. <laughs> Matt Franchise in the building. What's up? Yo, yo. How you doing, pal? I'm all right. I don't have an air fryer, but I'm good. Okay, good. Producer Chris, what's going on, man? I'm good. I don't have an air fryer either, but <laughs> feeling good? <laughs> uh, great show in front of us here today. Uh, this is outrageous. I wasn't trying, I wasn't trying <laughs> to attack you. I'd... Well, I feel attacked. <laughs> you know, so, I feel as if you I'm were trying listener, to see how it comes okay. out. The listener, I think it was, his name's Eric, I believe. He pointed out after yes. you uh-huh. tweeted out about my uh, un- the, the unfair and untrue uh, Tinder accusations from Un- the pod. Unfair. I just want to know. Unfair we- and untrue. Both of them are accurate. Well, unfair and well, untrue. Okay. Twitter. Uh, Tinder. T- I'm getting my T's mixed up. <laughs> Tinder accusations. Twitter accusations would be fair. Tinder accusations. After you tweeted that out, Eric made the point. He's like, I don't understand why franchise is always feeling attacked. If anyone, it's my comes, bit. comes it's my yeah, bit. but if anyone comes under attack on this podcast the most, it's me. Well, I'm the one who's constantly being no. berated. It's you all, it's you all are like the you. least under attack on this show. Uh, d- this James whole... is probably the most under attack. What? No, then I you can't, can't find you Chicago can't, on a map. You can't, be, <laughs> you can't be under attack constantly <laughs> if you're more wealthy than everybody else in the room combined. What? I'll say in everybody defense, knows that. There was a whole oh, like two weeks dedicated to Hocus Pocus, and that True. wasn't fair. <clears throat> True. What? Well, well, he deserved that. It doesn't. It doesn't <laughs> count. If, it doesn't know, count as an attack if it's deserved, and that's I, that, deserved. I kind of agree with that, actually. All right, uh, good show for here today. <laughs> oh, uh, goodness, man. Uh, we are gonna get to. Believe it or not, it's week seventeen. I know some of you guys, psychopaths, are playing in uh, um, week seventeen championships. Don't worry, we'll we'll get to MDG maniacs. Most- <laughs> run around like maniacs playing a week 17. Uh, what, what are you guys doing out there? No, but really, though, what are you guys doing? Stop doing that. Uh, but, you know, it's it's cool because, you know, week 17, we, we'll still talk football, but we'll talk – we'll have an eye towards 2018 as well. Talk some way too early 2018 sleepers. It's never yes. too late to talk about 2018. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. I know. It's, uh, I know it doesn't huh. at all. Why would – yeah, hmm, interesting. Mm. Uh, plus – Plus, we'll get to some fantasy awards. We'll just talk about MVP and uh, your biggest bust of the year as well and hand out some other personal awards uh, during the fantasy awards season. So there you go. But let's start, as we always do, with your top fantasy headlines. News. 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 I like turtles. Uh, Patrick Mahomes set to start at Denver. Same game. Paxton Lynch projected to start for Denver. So we have the very exciting Mahomes v. Lynch so it's Match basically up. a preseason game <laughs> in Denver. <laughs> Emmanuel Sanders, ankle, probably won't play. Um, yeah, there you go. DeMarco Murray, third-degree tear of his MCL. Yet, this man is still trying to play for some reason. I, I, I don't know. Well, why. they're in the thick of the playoff race, bro. Uh, they are. And the coaching staff should be like, you know what, guys? We actually have an out can I, here. So can I share some free Derrick Henry stats with you guys that I was tweeting yesterday? Yeah. I was looking yes, about please. This. Oh, my God, please. Uh, Derrick Henry has 18 runs of 10-plus yards on 148 carries. That's 12.2% of his runs. 12.2%. Uh, DeMarco Murray has nine runs of 10-plus yards on 184 carries. That's 4.9% oh. of his runs that have Good. gone for 10-plus. God. Uh, Derrick Henry averages 5.6 yards per carry when he receives 10-plus carries in a game. Okay. DeMarco Murray averages 3.8 yards per carry 3.8. when he receives 10-plus carries in a game. Sub-4. I had a couple people trying to well-action me, like, yeah, well, Derrick Henry had those two long runs to end the games, bro. Mm. Invalidated. What happens if you take those away? 
It's like, well, what happens if you take away DeMarco Murray's couple long runs? Then his numbers get even worse, too. Uh, Did it happen? That's what you want in your running back. You want the guy that has a home run run threat. Exactly. He also, oh, by the way, he did that at the very end of the game. That means he's still strong and still fast at the end of the game. Unbelievable. I I don't understand the people that wanted, like, well, if you take away his two (laughs) Two best best plays. plays, yeah. That's like if if it came up to you, Alex. I'm like, well, take away your two best uh, like articles of the year, and what have you really done? What or you like, really or you, this guy, you know, who's tweeting at you, like, well, take away those two really great proposals you had that made the company millions of dollars. What what else have you really done? Take away DeAndre Hopkins' touchdown against the Jags, and then Jalen Ramsey totally shut him down. <laughs> oh, those are those are my favorite ones too. Like, well, me? if you take away the fact that like Odell Beckham burned Malcolm Butler for an eighty, I remember that that was like a specific one. Or, like, well, if you take away the fact that he uh, Odell like got an eighty yard touchdown on Malcolm, but Malcolm Butler a couple a couple was a couple years ago, like, well, he shut him down. I'm like, but you see, the problem he gave up eighty yard touchdown. <laughs> it's kind of a big deal. So the fact of the matter is, Derrick Henry has for a right. while now been the more effective and more explosive back, and uh, they have an opportunity here to. That's what I'm saying. Even like if they win, they have a chance to make the playoffs. Why would you come risk this guy that you like love so much to let? let, let, let he's got a tear in his knee. Let him sit. They've done this all year, though. They, I know it's like, so frustrating. Get him out of my life. Demarco Murray, like they really are okay, like letting their guys like even Mariota. Yeah, yeah. It's I feel weird. I feel as if um, the Tennessee coaching staff, Mike Malarkey and all them, I feel like they have not looked at the numbers. Well, they're yeah. just, they're real old school, so probably not. I see. Yeah. They, they literally have not looked at the numbers. What are they looking at then? I, 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 I'm, yeah. Salaries. Uh, MRIs of torn menisca, menisci. Menisci? You know what I mean? <laughs> menisci. They're like, yeah, let him play. This guy's got a third-degree tear of his MCL. He's also, what is he, 30 years old, 29 years old? 30. He's 29, he's, I think. He's 29. Like, right. let the let the man sit for a week. I mean, what do you? I mean, mm. Derrick Henry will be fine. It doesn't make sense. They're going to put some tussin on his knee, and 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 off he goes. It makes no sense. Some tussin. Uh, injury roundup here: Sterling Shepard neck. The Giants play Washington. Not sure of his status yet. Michael Crabtree uh, tweaked a hamstring in his previous game. Again, missed some practice time this week. Oakland taking on LCH. In that game, Melvin Gordon ankle. Missed practice time this week as well. Questionable versus Oakland, but it sounds as if he will go. Sounds like more of like a rest day uh, for Melvin Gordon, but we shall see. Jordy Nelson, shoulder. Devontae Adams, concussion. Both missed practice time this week and both looking unlikely to play versus Detroit. That game game means nothing. About to run at a real skeleton crew on offense. I mean, who's going to be out there? We're going to see Geronimo the, Allison Geronimo and that Allison. Michael Clark, the converted Michael tight end Clark, guy. That's who, right. Uh, which was that was a hilarious tweet. You remember? So uh, Michael Clark popped up with the, he had like six, seven targets in that I loved game him in last the green week. Mile. Very right, good. Right? Yeah, uh, that was Michael Clark Duncan. <laughs> oh, but I, uh, I know you. Somebody tweeted like a joke about dynasty rosters too, and then our good friend Scott Fish was like, "Oh man, Michael Clark was added in every dynasty league last week." And I was like, "Excuse me." <laughs> I, what? I, think, I think I replied with every. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "What?" What? But anyways, this is an interesting guy. He's a big guy. He's they've t- talked about him as a he's a he's kind of a a freakish athlete for his position now because he was a All tight right. end, lost some weight, converting to wide receiver. He's got great twitch, apparently. But, yeah, oh, oh it's going to be like Geronimo Allison, twitch. Michael Clark, and Randall Cobb. Uh, Aaron Jones is probably going to be out with a knee injury, though, too. So if you have Jamal Williams right. and you're playing, good spot. Jeff DFS. Janis shall never be free. Jeff Janis, no? No, he's special teamers. just special teams okay. until he dies. Okay. <laughs> 
Fair enough. There you Sad. go. All right, let's talk about way too early 2018 sleepers. I wrote a column about this uh, last week uh, in Konos. So if you want to find it there, it's uh, NFL.com slash Konos if you want to be so kind as to read this column. It still holds up, even though it's a couple weeks old. It's fine. Uh, we're talking about running backs aged 25 years or younger going into 2018. And we measure the explosiveness based on yards gained after close. Although, you gack. You gack. Although that you gack does, uh, I think it, 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 it really kind of measures um, elusiveness. Yeah. Uh, it's more, I, the way I put it online is it, it's, it's broken tackles and broken ankles. Those are the two things that we're measuring here. Ah. Correlates really well with yards after contact from right. other other places, and that I would just generally right. say, like, yeah, it, what the run, what I would say is ru- what the running back creates on his own. Right. Um, so there you go. So YGAC. This is one of my favorite next gen stats because it is, again, it's going to be pretty predictive of uh, of a guy's skill set and, and what he means to that offense. But um, I will say this, it, the, the one kind of, you know, if you want to nitpick at the stat, and, there, and all stats can be nitpicked at, but um, yards gained after close, it does tie in, especially for a running back, very well with yards gained before close as well. Meaning if the offensive line is generating a little bit of space up front for you and you've got some of that build-up speed, obviously you're going to be better at yards gained after close as well, at least for a lot of running backs. If, if you're not better at it, then... You're probably not a very good running back. But anyways, I think it, it does uh, highlight very well uh, individual running back performance. So, again, we're looking at individual running back performance, uh, running backs age 25 years or younger going to 2018. Just one more caveat, too. When yes. you say after close, that means after, after defenders defender. close within a yard of them. Exactly. I don't know if we said that or not. No, we didn't. And, and also, like, I know just because I've gone, obviously, back and forth with people about this stat a lot, like, and there's a picture I found that I tweeted of it, like, it sounds like, well, how close is a yard really? But if you actually go and, like, because we have the ability to, like, pinpoint each individual play that right. is when defenders get within a yard, if you go and then look at the actual plays, it's damn close. Like, there was one that unbelievably I, yeah, close. There was one that I tweeted out where, like, uh, I think it was Grady Jarrett, like, just barely gets a hand on, like, gets a hand on Deion Lewis, and that was just barely within one yard because it's the chip to the chip and the shoulder pad. Right. So that's just – It's three feet. I mean, it's, it's three feet. Yeah, it's real close. You know what I mean? So – and, again, that tackle can be made in just a fraction of an instant once they get within one yard. So there you go. Um, all right, so number one on the list was Kenyon Drake. And I, I know this is not going to surprise too many people. He's going to be, you know, uh, a favorite sleeper for a lot of folks. <laughs> I don't even know if he's going to be a sleeper, quite honestly, depending on what Miami's backfield looks like in 2018. But the bottom line is young guy, explosive athlete. You love him. Everyone loves him. Uh, his YGAC number was uh, 4.69. That was before week 16, nice. and then 4.51. Four point nice. Yeah. Is, is four point nice. Uh, 4.51. Yeah, the ones in parentheses are the updated ones. I'll oh, put got that it. For okay, you. great. Thank you very much. 4.51. It was uh, the seventh best number uh, in the NFL this year. And considering that he had some of the worst run blocking in the NFL as well, uh, he did very, very well to close out 2018. Now, look, yeah, great metrics, no doubt about it. Explosive. He's young, a great athlete. But the offensive line does worry me. If they do not address the offensive line in the offseason, 
I just my only concern would be if he goes full 2016 Todd Gurley on us next year. But again, he's going to be a favorite uh, among draft Knicks next year. They, they also have intimated that they've wanted to get Damian Williams back for weeks in mm-hmm. spite of how good Kenyon Drake has been playing. Right. And this could very well turn back into a committee next year. So that would make it's a uh, it's a it's an exciting prospect, but the, a lot could change on this team too. Because Cutler's probably gone. What's the health of Ryan Tannehill? What's yeah. the status with all their wide receivers? Jarvis Landry's a free agent. Is Parker a free agent too? No. No, he's got one more year on his rookie deal. But still, like a lot, a lot of co- change. A lot of change could be coming on that offense. A lot of change. Just keep an eye out for Landry, that. I think, is going to be gone. Yeah. I think, I, so, I think so. I think Landry will be gone. And, yeah. I don't know. This one the, – the one thing that is encouraging to me, uh, like – as a running back talent agnostic with the with the Kenyon Drake situation is that with unlike other guys like CJ Anderson I think is the default player that like oh well he had this big breakout you know end of the 2013 season or whatever it was and then he's been kind of mercurial ever since like the one thing that's different with him uh, than a guy like Kenyon Drake is they've invested draft capital in Kenyon Drake I think he was like the third running back off the board in the draft that yeah year. third he round pick third yeah, round pick yeah. like this is somebody that they would you know, hypothetically want to uh, succeed. Like, he's not just some rando undrafted free agent that pops up. Like, this is someone they obviously believe in uh, and in, and have invested in. So, hopefully, yeah, that, that and he And this was uh, one, of the, that job. one of the first three picks under the Adam Gase era, right? Correct. Yes, I believe so, yeah. Um, let's talk about Aaron Jones. I'd love for uh, Wizkid to, to jump in here as well, but his YGAC number is 4.79. It's the second best YGAC number uh, in the NFL among qualified running backs. I mean, you've seen it on tape, too. Uh, I mean, the guy's an explosive athlete at UTEP, uh, a rookie year that um, was marred by injuries, but certainly a lot of highlights uh, on his rookie tape as well. Again, we know of uh, him as an explosive athlete, but the problem with Aaron Jones, there's two major problems. The first one being the the, the most uh, is that he just couldn't stay healthy this year. Uh, he's a little little bit of a smaller back. I won't say small, but a little bit of a smaller back, but uh, just could not stay healthy this year. I think Jamal Williams will be the projected starter going into next season if I had to uh, you know, stake a claim on it today. But the other one that's a little bit uh, that can be worked on is the pass blocking. And a lot, a lot of folks have talked about the pass blocking here for Aaron Jones, but that will be a roadblock uh, for him to get on the field if he if he does not improve in that area. Well, yeah, you have to protect number 12 first and foremost when you're on the field as a running back. So that'll be a storyline to watch with Jones. But I think, like, he is such a better back to fit in that offense than Williams if they're both fully healthy. Williams is, is great, and he's like a grinder, and he's kind of like a tank just – He's he's built big. He looks strong. He ro- he fights through tackles. But yeah. Jones just adds that other element. I think the of uh, the Packers would be better served to get. To, I think they'll both be fantasy relevant next year. Honestly, though, if they don't muck this up and get too many other people, because I, I think they've got a good situation where they've got a one A and a one B right yeah. here with yeah. these two guys. Uh, if you were totally. wondering, if you're wondering about uh, about Jamal Williams, his YGAC number, man, three point three zero. He ranked fifty fifth. Of seventy or sixty-seven qualified running backs. Again, keep in mind, Aaron Jones was second. Jamal Williams was fifty-fifth. Mm-hmm. That's a big gap. That's a very big gap, and it, and it speaks to what Alex Gilhar is talking about: is when you just watch these guys run. One guy is clearly better than that one guy. Is Aaron Jones. Jamal Williams also had like early in the season he'd come in for like one snap and get like a carry and then not get a snap the rest of the game. So like I'd like to see what his what his 
Yagak. Yagak is like once over he the came last in, like six weeks or something as like a starter. I mean, it's I don't think it was still that much better because even as the starter for the most part, he only averaged like three point something yards per carry. Yeah, right. But it's just they're very different styles of running yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Jones like Jones it is. is the kind of guy that's shot out of a cannon when he gets the ball. He's way yap, more yap better enough. I can tell. Yeah. All right, we'll keep way yapping, more explosive. It. And and Williams is he takes he has more, he needs more time to build up, but he's also the guy that. First contact really doesn't bring Jamal Williams down it ever. No. The trouble is he he always absorbs first contact because he yeah. doesn't shake anybody. Yeah. Right. But he'll get hit, and then he'll fight through that tackle for three, four more yards. He just doesn't have those big chunk plays that a player like yeah. Jones does where he shakes somebody in the guy. hole and goes for 20 more yards. Williams right. definitely is the guy that keeps chains moving forward, which yeah. is nice. you know. And especially given that the offense <laughs> is not run through him, it's run through Aaron Rodgers, right? So right. if he can keep the offense on track, that's all. That's really all Mike McCarthy is looking for in this offense. Just keep the offense on track. They want favorable down and distance, and I think Jamal Williams gives him that. Yeah. So that's why Aaron Jones, even though we love what he put on tape, it, it's going to be hard to trust him. He's going to be a deep sleeper. Uh, certainly going into next year, but he will be a favorite handcuff. I, I would imagine both of these guys probably get taken in the middle round somewhere. Yeah, because neither nobody's going to want to invest a super high pick on him because they're going to be in a split backfield, and right. Lord only knows what's going to happen with Ty Montgomery. Do they move him back to wide receiver? Do they keep that him as my, a pass catching specialist? Yeah. <laughs> like, I completely forgot about right. That. I mean, it seems like an eternity ago that <laughs> he was like a, a third round draft pick in August. Jeez, but he's still in the mix. So, uh, and the crazy thing was Mike McCarthy trusted him in the first couple weeks. They he did. gave him a huge workload. He was their guy. Yeah. And I mean it was in that it was the proof that how good how valuable a running back can be in this Packers offense because like Ty Montgomery by most metrics was not efficient. Right. But dude was like the R B five in standard I mean? scoring and even higher in PPR because he was getting Volume over everything. Volume is king. Let's go. Right. And he was getting volume <laughs> in a high-scoring offense, too. Yeah. It certainly helps when that offense is putting up 30 points a game. So of this list, um, and again, go to www.nfl.com slash co-knows. Of this list, uh, I list five running backs. This guy, Corey Clement, is actually my favorite one. Ah, going this is into the deepest name, I would say, too. Um, and the reason being is because, again, we're talking about a guy, 4.27. YGAC, which is 10th best among running backs uh, in the NFL. If you're not familiar, backs. I'm sure most people are, but rookie rookie running back on the Eagles, Corey Clement. Rookie running back on the Eagles. And I think it's just going to be – look, you talk about volume. I think LeGarrette Blunt is going to be most likely gone uh, off this team. It opens yeah. up a lot of carries for him. And I think Philadelphia's offense is, is good enough to sustain two quality – fantasy running backs and and look i i get it jj is probably going to be the starter there but that's fine i think that's fine for me I, you know I, again jj is somebody that may or may not battle injuries here uh again his he, he's run uh his way out of miami completely uh even though they wanted him to be the starter it just it didn't work out there i don't know so uh for me i think the offense is good enough to uh sustain two running backs, and Corey Clement being a young, explosive running back, I think he's going to have a role regardless. Maybe it's in the pass game. I don't know. But regardless, he's going to have a role. And then on top of that, he's going to be a great handcuff as well with a great ceiling. So um, that's why I really like him as probably my favorite sleeper of the group. Um, And also, for the record, Darren Sproles has two bad injuries, is 34, and his contract is up this year. Right. LeGarrette Blount also only signed a one-year deal with him. I forget if you mentioned that. So so right now it's a very crowded backfield because there's those guys. There's Ken John Barner, (laughs) Wendell Smallwood still hanging around. Right. Right. But – a lot of those guys could just be gone yeah. next year, and it could be an Ajayi Corey Clement show. That's Clement? what I would be 
projected. Clements scored six touchdowns in the red zone this year to lead that backfield, which is a lot. I was actually <laughs> surprised with his versatility because, like, I watched him at Wisconsin, um, yeah. and he was a, he was good back. But he didn't blow up the combine. I know he improved on his numbers no. at the pro day, but like, he he's been very good as a pass catcher in that Doug Peterson offense too, which is which is good news for his fantasy. And outlook. as long as we've known Doug Peterson to be the coach of the Eagles, he's had like a, a muddled committee. It's always been like. Two, two or three guys rotating. There's never right. been like one workhorse getting 25 carries a right. game. So there's definitely room in a high-scoring offense, like you said, like with a quality quarterback like Carson Wentz. You know what I mean? Totally. I'm I'm with you on this. You know the the <clears throat> the interesting thing to me too is that his size. I, I you don't I don't think you quite notice how big he is. He's, he's five ten, two twenty. He's a big guy. Five ten. And I think most of the weight he's carrying in his lower half. That's kind of why you don't. You look at him and you're like, yeah, okay, he doesn't look huge. But he's 5'10", 220, which is plenty big uh, for the NFL. So I- I'm excited about Corey Clement going to 2018. How about Jalen Richard, though, in Oakland? Uh, I like this one. Yeah, 4.13 YGAC. It was the 14th best number uh, in the NFL. Again, w- what's going to happen with Marshawn? I-, I don't know. I don't know. But I-, I think all signs point to Marshawn probably moving on. Uh, riding into the sunset in this offseason for good this time. Um, I think he's a much better runner than DeAndre Washington. I think the numbers would bear that out as well. Again, you talk about that split between Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, the split between Jalen Richard and DeAndre Washington, just as severe, right? So DeAndre Washington, a 3.3 YGAC number. Again, 57th out of 67 qualified running backs. Um, Not good for DeAndre Washington, uh, and I think he projects better as a um, a pass-catching back as well. So to me, if Marshawn moves on and it's Jalen Richard as your you know potentially early down guy, and he can work into the pass game as well, I'm excited about Jalen Richard. For, a long, for, for two years now, he's been uh, highly rated as an elusive running back. PFF, remember, had him as a top five uh, mm-hmm. most elusive running back uh, after 2016 as well. So, um, And Matt Harmon, I know you like him too. Yes, I do like him. Uh, I think he's more versatile and, and all that. And uh, there's different times when I thought he was he looked like the best back on the roster even this year. But uh, I I don't know. I, I'd imagine I feel like Marshawn's going to be back. Maybe that's just me. But I feel even just for the mascot factor. Mm. Uh, before they moved to Vegas, you know, which I get you as long as you know as long as that's still on the table or whatever. <laughs> uh, I feel like he's going to stick around right. there until they actually move, especially with the team right now like so demoralized. Uh, I wonder if they really want to talk him into being there, literally just for the sake of being there. Could be, could be. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of split on it, but I don't also, know, like, man. do we really want to invest in the Oakland offense right now? I mean, are all these guys going to bounce back or, or what? I mean, that would be my biggest question: is just how much of a score, like, how much scoring potential is going to be in that offense right guys, now? Guys, a quick caveat with these young running backs: the 2018. Draft, draft class. class is absolutely loaded. After the I mean, last class was absolutely loaded. It's Saquon good, Barkley, yeah. Jace from LSU, the two Alabama guys, Ronald Jones, Chubb. Bryce Love, Carryon Johnson. I mean, these are all looked at bell cow guys, too. So I think it's going to saturate this this running True. back group. It's a very good point. Some of these teams probably aren't going to be drafting one, at least, like Green Bay, Miami, theoretically. Right. But like the, Oakland could. Oakland could. The Eagles, maybe not, because they've got um, so many. They just traded for JJ, too. Yeah. So. So I know, but go. I feel like he – I mean, they traded a fourth-round pick for him. I would imagine that they would still be willing to – and that's the thing. Honestly, that's the way with you should be with running backs. Like, just throw stuff at the wall until somebody gets hot. Worked out, with the, worked out with the Packers. <laughs> they took three running backs late in the draft, and two of them seemed to be okay. So Yeah, yeah. right. I mean, by, s- by the way, I finally found those Jamal Williams numbers. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs>
What do we got? Uh, from week 10 when he kind of started to get volume. And yeah. keep in mind, uh, his season-long number, as James mentioned, is like 3.3-something 3 or, or, yeah. or lower. It is. And the NFL average is 3.7. So by week, he goes 3.92, 2 2.72, 2.97, 2.98, 2.79, 3.6, 3.5. So below average. Below, below average. Below, below. So he's just not like he's – I think as we – and this doesn't mean, by the way, like that I think you're necessarily like a bad running back. I mean, LaShawn McCoy is down there as one of the lower ones. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is below average. It's just a way to measure like your the style of your of the way you play. And I yeah. don't think Williams is a make-you-miss type of stylistic back, whereas Aaron Jones right. obviously is. It's also worth noting that almost all of those games for Jamal Williams came with Brett Hundley under center. Correct. And yes. Aaron Jones' sure. best games came with Aaron Rodgers. Gotcha. Which makes a huge, huge difference. I mean, that's, again – Coming back to running back talent agnostic, it's volume over everything, and, and a close second should be what offense do you play in. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's a uh, very good point. Uh, let's talk about deep sleepers, or I guess we'll just talk about other sleepers that we like into 2018 as well. Alex Gilhart, kick us off. Uh, the sleeper, uh, right now we really don't know what his status is going to be, um, and this offense could change still uh, in the draft to free agency, but Curtis Samuel in uh, Carolina, this is an offense that's going to need some pass catchers. They drafted him uh, out of Ohio State running back, wide receiver, putting him in wide receiver. Traded Benjamin. Funches has been great. Uh, Olsen's back healthy now. But they do need another threat on the op- opposite side. And if we go back to when this offense was at its peak in 2015 in Cam Newton's year, he had his nice possession receiver, and he had Ted Ginn stretching the field. Right. So I think I think Samuel could help fill that that uh, deep threat role. He's got some speed. They w- intimated they wanted to get him involved. In two of the games before he suffered a season-ending knee injury or ankle injury, excuse me, he had five and seven targets. So he didn't do a lot with those yet, but it's just a name to circle in the offseason, see how the hype's building. And, uh, you know, the number two option in a potentially high-scoring offense could, could, be, uh, could be nice. And they really liked him. Uh, they really liked they really him. They really liked him, and he was starting to look good on that Monday night game yep. when he uh, busted up. Why his, does uh, Carolina like project wide receivers, though? Because Devin Funches was a bit of a project. Curtis Samuel's a bit of a project yeah. as well. Because we're talking about a guy who used to play running back. Um, it's a good question. He did line up at wide receiver <laughs> a lot in college too, though. But it's a very different. Type They've of never though. just like taken a straight up wide out. I mean, they did with Kelvin Benjamin, but 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 you know what? The funny thing is, Kelvin Benjamin, even entering into the draft, people saw him as a project wide receiver. Yeah, too. he was super right. raw. I mean, and yeah, he's, like still is. I mean, a stud. He was a stud at FSU, but I'm just for saying. one year. Also, because he was yeah. giant. And then he was, <laughs> yeah, he's a he giant was man, out of shape and all that <laughs> other stuff before then. Which, what a shock! He's right. continued to do as a, as yeah. a pro. So but anyway, why was Carolina like? To I, play? I, I I could sit here and talk for hours about the frustrations <laughs> well, of Carolina's well, wide receiver. Dra- they've never, they have never taken like a wide receiver that I've liked. Okay, we have the Panthers and I have never been on the same page about, about wide receivers. Okay, yeah. there you go. But anyways, Curtis Samuel named a circle for next year. Yeah, yes. I like it. Matt Franchise, you got a sleeper for me here for way too early sleeper for 2018. Yeah, I'm going to go with Marlon Mack, uh, rookie <laughs> running back for the Colts. Uh, I don't think Frank Gore is under contract for next year, so we'll see if he comes back. But he's he old. Yeah, he is. Uh, Colts and I know desperately we, need an upgrade. <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah. And we've been saying for years and years, oh, this is Frank Gore. This is it. This is it. And, like, we thought this year maybe Marlon Mack would kind of take over that job. Yeah. And then Frank Gore got rolling. Like, Frank Gore you know, is in the last year his contract, I would imagine he goes to a different team if he plays again. Yeah. He and there, there's going to be a lot of changes in Indy coaching staff. And you would think. They'll probably yeah. – they have, like, no depth at running back, so they'll probably draft one of these 
Stud. one of these guys in 2018. God, Maybe you to would. pair with Marlon Mack. Good but God, you would hope so. Yeah, you you would hope so. But Marlon Mack is, I think, 545 scrimmage yards, 30 targets, 19 catches. So he can run and he can catch. Frank Gore uh, did say, though, that uh, a big part of his decision as to whether or not he would re-sign with, uh, with the Colts would be the health and status of Andrew Luck. Right. If Andrew Luck is healthy and who? I mean, and I mean, the Colts' offensive line has been a mess for years now. Yeah, and, you know, the, the, there's going to be some major changes there, but right. well, I think Mac is going to be part of the, this this backfield next next Col- year. I mean, the injury bug has hit you know the NFL in general, but man, it has just been a complete wipeout for the Colts. Yeah. this year. So if they get healthy, they'll be an interesting team, no doubt for about sure. it. How about a return to San Francisco for Frank Gore? That'd be fun. That's an second running back. Yeah. Interesting. Go home. Jimmy I think G. they, I think they like their guys though, Breida and and Hyde uh, and, Hyde and, and Williams. Hyde's contract's got to almost be up, isn't it? Hyde's contract? That's a great question. I think it's still on. I think he actually rookie deal. I think this was the last year. This was I think his last this year. was his contract year. Yep. Yeah. All right, there you go. Well, he put in a great year for a contract nope. year for sure. But yeah, keep an eye on Marlon Mack. Let's get to fantasy. Oh, excuse me. Matt Harmon, hit me with a deep sleeper. This is a super deep sleeper. Yeah, Ryan Switzer, slot yeah. receiver with the Cowboys. I think we've all bemoaned all year, and rightly so. I mean, even just last podcast where you're talking about how just broken the Dallas receiving core is. I think Switzer can give them everything that Cole Beasley does and more. He's like a he was a fifth-round pick, I think, this year out of UNC. He's a slot. I mean, he's the exact type of receiver that's going to pop up for 80, 90 catches one year. Yeah. Uh, like he's that. He's And to me, he's more – then, like I said, Beasley is a guy who can just, you know, catch and fall around the third down yard line or whatever. He's more in the slot receiver mold of like a Doug Baldwin or a Jamison Crowder, guys that can get vertical a little bit and can get loose deep. Uh, so I, I really like Switzer. He's somebody that, like, I'll be tracking. Uh, I mean, he could be totally nothing, but at the same time, like, I would be tracking 100%. the offseason reports of him to see if he gets some sort of role. And he has flashed a little bit on special teams, too, which is usually how these guys do before they pop up. Right. Uh, going back to his UNC days, I mean, he was – he played with Mitch Trubisky or whatever it was. He was yeah. Mitch's uh, favorite target there uh, for the Tar Heels. But, man, he, he has a little bit of shake in his game, too. If he gets a little bit of space in the open field, he can get loose a little bit. So, yeah, you saw it as a punt returner. So, yeah. you get him, get him in the middle of the field. Like, a lot of those – slot guys that have that punt returner ability in the open field are dangerous, like Cobb, Golden Tate, Percy Harvin back when he was a thing. <laughs> back when he was a thing, yes. Absolutely. Oh, my God, Percy Harvin. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's been like five years since we've seen Percy Harvin it in the NFL. It feels like it's been about 1,000. I know. Seriously, though. All right, let's get to our fantasy. Actually, wasn't he in the NFL – for like a hot minute, like three with years the ago. Bills. Right, in like 2013 or 2014, I think maybe. It was, yeah. I think it was even – I think I was working here then. Oh, my so. God. Well, let's look as James transitions to uh, the awards. I actually want to say Percy Harvin got back with Seattle at one point. In no. 20, in 2012. No, nah, he didn't go back to Seattle. I don't know. Anyways, whatever. Fantasy awards. Uh, oh, my God. He played last year. That's right. No, that's Two catches knew. for six yards. Where did he play? The Buffalo. Bills. Amazing. Because he retired and then unretired and then I think retired. That's again. right. I thought that happened a couple of years ago. My God, Percy Harvin. It, and again, Rex Ryan. He was Rex with the Ryan Jets signed too. Him, right? Oh yeah, yeah. They they traded him to from Seattle to, to New York Jets. in the middle of right. the year, and he kind of had like a an okay finish there with them, and then signed with the Bills. And you're like, well, that's going nowhere. Ew. Amazing. Wow. Uh, let's get to fantasy awards. Let's talk about the MVP. I, I really, I mean, look, it, the front runner and probably the guy that I think we're all going to pick is going to be Todd Gurley. It is the guy. It's yeah. his. Lock, it's it, a, lock it up. Lock it up. Debatable. <laughs> uh, 1,300 yards on the ground. 
He had 64 receptions for nearly 800 yards as well. We're talking about a guy that's pushing 2,100 yards and had 19 touchdowns. And the thing that just is an open and shut case for him uh, is the fact that he came through humongous in the fantasy playoffs as well. Um, as, as our research team noted, uh, there, had, there has been no player who has come up bigger in a three game stretch in the playoffs week 14 15 16 since the merger than Todd Gurley boom amazing okay MVP. but you know every MVP race needs another guy so let me give you one other guy and I think he a case could be made at least in PPR uh given the fact that he was plucked off the waiver wire how about Alvin Kamara mm-hmm. 684 rush yards he had 75 receptions Beast. That is unbelievable. He was like a PPR monster. He had 70, 742 receiving yards as well. So we're talking about 1,400 uh, yards here for Alvin Kamara um, and 12 touchdowns as well. Now, and again, it's it's kind of condensed too, right, because the first couple games when AP was there, nobody was doing anything, right? right? So then once he got shipped off, then it was the Alvin Kamara show. Um, and in that you know 10-week stretch, man, he was just – he was he was a beast. He was a beast. He was unbelievable. And and the only reason I put him on a potential MVP uh, list is because again, we talk about draft capital. We talk about where you took these guys. Todd Gurley, you took him at the end of the second round. You took him in the early third round. Hell, maybe you took him in the in the early part of the second round. I don't know, but you spent a lot of capital on Todd Gurley. Alvin Kamara, you took him off the waiver wire, man. Mm-hmm. R- right now in standard. Mark Ingram is the RB5, and Kamara is the RB6. So Boom, boom I, and zoom. I like, boom and zoom. I like the idea of putting Kamara in there, but I, I wrote two guys that you didn't have in the MVP discussion that I okay. think are more worthy of being there than Kamara. Okay. And they're Nuke, MFing Hopkins, <laughs> and Russell, I'm my entire offense, Wilson. Because these Good guys, point. they also both came at a little bit of a value. You probably got yeah. Nuke in the third or fourth round. I just counted. He put up double-digit points, I think, in 11 weeks, and his low was in standard was 7.3. Yeah. He leads the NFL in receiving touchdowns. Only three people hit double-digit touchdowns. Nuke had 13, Adams had 10, and Graham had 10. Adams and Graham combined don't have as many yards as Nuke Hopkins combined. either. Combined. Nuke Hopkins had 96 catches, so if you had him in PPR too, absolute yeah. stud. Yeah. And he did it despite having to go from Tom Savage to Deshaun Watson to Tom Savage to TJ Yates to Taylor, Taylor Heineke. Heineke for a while. Taylor Heineke. I think one yes. completion. He's He's been the, one of the most consistent players in fantasy on yeah. one of the most inconsistent teams in the NFL. That's outrageous. It I mean, and good. you even put him in the worst possible matchups. Jacksonville, 80 in a touch this late this late in the year with freaking Tom Savage. That helps <laughs> when you get 16, Actually, ball, 16 balls right. thrown at he, you. He played Jacksonville, Jacksonville twice. twice with yeah. Tom Savage and on the season went for 135 yards and two touchdowns against the best pass defense. Oh. Potential, one of the best pass defenses in NFL history. He's the wide receiver one. He's the wide receiver one. Didn't yeah. And then. That. Russell Wilson. Like, yeah. I mean, he, he hurt us a little bit in the playoffs in the one week. Yeah. But that's why I was kind of like, yeah. I don't, I don't care about that. Like, that doesn't mean anything to me. It I, does. I No, but, it, but like in How terms. How is it not? Because it, in terms of what you're doing, like, these players don't know it's the fantasy playoffs. No, I mean, like, no but do, we're giving awards for fantasy awards. Yeah, MVP. we're fanny, fantasy care. analysts, bro. I'm not, I'm not saying uh, I, real no, life MVP, it no, doesn't no, no, matter. I know, I know, I know. But in fantasy MVP? I know what we're talking about, but still, it just seems like strange. Like, it's just one week. 
And I like there's the timing of it is merely a coincidence. Right. I'm just saying it's a coincidence. But if you were in that championship game or whatever, you yeah. know why? It's because of Russell Wilson. Right. It's because in standard scoring he put up 21, 24, 23, 30, 19, 23, 35, 26. Yeah, that's outrageous. Uh, right. 11, 27, and 33 points in the like 12 games leading up to that. Yeah, that's outrageous. He's the QB yeah. one. He was locked in. You just set him and forget him. He beat he beat, beat Jacksonville well, and it just took Aaron Donald. You know basically trying to catch snaps before Russell Wilson did in that one game to shut him down. He's the only quarterback right now with over 300 points. Interesting. All right. Yeah, week 15 sucked, and, though. And, and Russell Wilson was going in, like, round eight not eight or nine this yeah, year. He, was going yeah, he wasn't, like, taking where, you know, Brady or Rodgers or yeah. those Because he had a down year last he year. He did. He was, he was banged and up last year. I mean, it's amazing how much he health plays up. into – uh, the value of some of these guys. You, you know, know I mean? and, and in considering in a year where a lot of quarterbacks like Wentz would have been in this discussion, but he got injured. Yeah. Rodgers got injured. Right. Wentz? Brady had bad spells. Alex Smith disappeared for like five, six weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wentz is a, is a fun one, too, to remember because, yeah, he's only point one off of points per game in, Russell, in terms of right. Russell Wilson, but like – he was also another guy that was going off the board, you know, oh. way late. Oh, oh I yeah. Think, I he think was he was really undrafted. He I mean, was I like think a we've kind of waiver wire guy. Yeah, yeah I mean, I feel a like waiver wire guy. I feel like we've kind of forgotten that too. He was, because, a stream, because he was on he was, my streamer list for like the first three or four weeks, and then he, I was just like, I can't put him here anymore. Right. 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 It was too owned. It just right. is like one of those things. That I feel like I forgot that he was because it was just we became so used to him because he yeah. established himself so quickly as this like isn't, stud. Isn't he yep. still leading? He's still he leading the league in touchdowns, and he hasn't played. And he missed two games. Yeah, still. More touchdown passes than any other quarterback. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Um, but yeah, no, it's um, I, those are both great qu- cases. But you know, it's 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 hard to get away. It's it's, uh, it's it's girly. It's but still. it's easily girly. But those those were the two I'd probably put ahead of Kamara. You're right. I mean, he should run away with waiver wire pickup of the year. Yeah. Uh, but right. uh, but Kamara certainly in the discussion. But I would probably rank them. I'd go Gurley, Russ, Nuke, Kamara for MVP. All right. Let's talk about the biggest disappointment for 2017. Um, I'll put three guys on this list, and you guys tell me what you guys want to do here. Mike Evans, who had 66 receiving yards, 946 – excuse me, 66 receptions for 946 yards, five touchdowns. He is currently the wide receiver 18 in standard scoring formats. He was commonly taken off the board as the wide receiver three, maybe the wide receiver four, in most drafts. Jordy Nelson right there with them. 53 receptions, 482 yards, six touchdowns. The wide receiver, 45 in standard. I had to go a long way to find this dude on this list. But again, we're talking about a guy that was going um, in the early parts of round number two. Jay Ajayi, the running back, 873 on the ground, 158 through the air. So, you know, um, you know, we're talking about, you know, 1,000-ish yards, 1,100-ish yards. That's a big disappointment. Uh, two touchdowns, but he was widely regarded, widely regarded as a top five running there back. There were some people that had him as their RB1 heading into this past year. Wow. What? No. Yeah. Come yeah. on. I had a David Johnson and, and left Bell? A, mean, couple, a couple people did. I mean, I he was always top five, but like – Always top five. Yeah. Always. 
I thought, he, you know, he was just going to get, like, more work as a pass catcher right. than right. he did last year. I mean, he was saddled but with touches early in the season. He had he just 30, do anything, never scored 27, a 28, 26. In, uh, those were four of his first six games. That's what I'm saying. You, you couldn't blame volume for that because no. he just wasn't doing, he I wasn't think, doing anything. I think the pers- Dolphins were not getting in scoring position either. But a big part of that was because he wasn't doing anything. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, I think personally if I had to pick one, I'd probably go with Ajayi because of his status and because he became the type of player where, like, you had to start him still and it, it just was just like – I don't know what I'm going to get. Maybe I'll get my volume. Maybe I won't. Like, Jordy was the wide receiver five before uh, Rodgers went down, and yeah. then we very quickly realized, oh, we cannot start him. Like That's true. Jordy went from wide receiver five to, hang on, we can't start him, to you can cut him. Yeah, like, can. like, in the span of a few weeks. Right. Evans, for me, is right behind Ajayi because, like, you were pretty much always starting him. He yeah. wasn't killing you. But it was also yeah. never really good. Uh, Ajayi was the one I think for me that would be the biggest disappointment. And also he changed teams, so then you were like, "What do I do?" With yeah, this that, guy? that's the one that's nuts. Like, what do you? Yeah, it's like you don't know what you just. It's one of those things you can never project going into a season. Like you could at least be like, "Well, if the Dolphins are a really bad offense, he will be a big volume guy. He'll be inefficient, whatever. But it won't be as good as I thought." But like a trade to another team's like, yeah. what, what, "What do I do with that?" Right. You know, it's exactly. just information you could never. And expect. to get traded into a thick committee like that oh, is yeah. just like, oh, oh god. <laughs> this is probably your first round pick. And a yes, lot sir. of people, like probably, and I'm, I'm probably us included, like assumed he would just go in there and just take over the job. Yeah. And the coaching staff was immediately like, nope. no, 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 that's not what's going to happen. Like we're right. still going to use Blunt, Clement, like all these goofballs are still going to get out there. All right. So who you vote for, man? Me, his biggest disappointment. Yeah. I think it's probably. I think Ajayi is probably up there, but I would say, yeah, that's going to be my. That's your pick. Vote. Yeah, I'm, vote I'm voting Ajayi. Mike Evans. I'm voting Mike Evans too. Really? Um, What's your guys' case? I've for been Mike personally Evans victimized. So, <laughs> so her, <laughs> you're under feelings. you're under attack yeah. from Mike Evans. <laughs> it was so frustrating. He didn't score from like week seven to like week fourteen or something. Or week just 13. had his first hundred yard game. Like, oh my! I think, God. and again, you, you know, it, it it totally depends on what the format is because I think he saw. Just enough volume where yeah. he was in a complete, you know, terrible play each and every week in PPR formats. But dude, in in, in standard, the that long stretch of games where he didn't get a touchdown and didn't crack 100, it was just that was brutal. Yeah, that was absolutely brutal. If and, that's your wide receiver one, yeah, and you invested <laughs> a, I'm I'm I mean, most everybody invested a top seven pick. Yes, yep. in Mike Evans. Now Jay Ajayi. Could have gone in the first round. He could have gone in the second round as well. So just in terms of overall price value, I I would say it's Mike Evans because in a lot of leagues this dude was going you know four or five. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean there was a lot of folks going who, ahead of AJ Green. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Ahead of AJ Green, a lot of folks liked him more than than Odell Beckham, um, which was stupid. That was never smart. A lot of folks liked him, well, though, man. That was know? never a good idea. <laughs> he just scored so many touchdowns last year. Yeah, it was. That that he, was the big thing. The thing. And, like, the volume really wasn't there. I mean, he has 92 targets on the season, I think. Didn't he, he had 172 last oh, year, Excuse right? me. You know, he has right, 120. He has 123, but that's a huge drop-off. The Bucks had nobody else to throw to yeah. last year. Right. And Didn't he lead the league in targets volume. last year? I yes. think he might have. Yeah, yeah, so like 170 plus. My Everyone reason, thought Deshaun was going to stretch the field. That's what it was. He's yeah. going to have a ton of one-on-one opportunities. Uh, right. right. The, the reason I wouldn't go with Mike Evans is because wide receiver in general was kind of a down year. Like, you look at the top of the, the leaderboard, like, 
you took him in the first round, he's still going to end up as a top 20 wide receiver. That's that's disappointing, but it's not like the, it didn't turn into the frustrating situation. With I believe Jay scoring in general is down in the Sco- NFL. Scoring in general was down, yeah. yeah I mean, it's just it was a bad year for injuries. We yeah, lost, like all the top quarterbacks lost top wide receivers. I don't know. It's, it seems not fair, though, because because uh, c- Todd Gurley was a top three pick last year uh, in 2016. He finishes a top 20 running back. He finished in the top 20, and everyone's like, yes, 100%, this guy sucks. He is absolutely the biggest bust. Mike Evans, similar price, similar finish. That's I why felt, I felt there were other bigger busts last year. That Gurley was among them because he went number one overall. In a lot that's, of ways. Yeah, that's that's, the, yeah that's he was different. the top overall pick yeah, for a lot of people. A couple other more disappointments, a wide receiver too. Okay. Uh, Amari Cooper? Oh, God. I mean, I know we don't probably, even, for, I know we probably a, forgot he existed. He had one good game. Like one. And yeah. it was on everyone's one bench for last, it. Last week he had a good game. Come on. He scored that 60-plus yard touchdown. Yeah, but who's starting it? I know, but that's just the – that's like the kick in the kick in the ass about it. Like, right. it's, <laughs> it's rough. Um, Des Bryant, we talked about him last week. Definitely disappointment. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and I had one. Oh, T.Y. Hilton. I mean, well. not really. I mean, it's not his fault, but still, like he was still going high in drafts, yeah. despite like because people expected Andrew Luck to be back week one, then it was week four, then it was weeks never. So uh, <laughs> the trouble yeah. with the trouble with Ty Hilton is you probably drafted him to be like a every week starter, which he did not turn into out to be. But if you read the tea leaves correctly, which wasn't too hard with him, and just benched him in all his bad games, yeah. and then started him in the ones that were spots where he could have yeah. blown up, he won you your week in those That's games. That's true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He he definitely did did some stuff. Because so, he, he had that 153 in touchdown game against Cleveland, and then he had 175 and two against Houston. But the problem, like the other games, were completely oh, unusable. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at him right now. Three like points, one point nine, two point seven, one point five. Ones and twos, like. Get yeah. out! Like get he's, out of here. He's, he's up there. He's. I up would there. rather. I'd rather you space out like a couple of nine eight pointers than go from <laughs> fifteen to dirt. That's right. that's very true. I I would I would be I'd be comfortable with putting any of those guys among the top. All right. So we've got two for JGI. We've got two for. Michael. Oh, Terrell Pryor. Terrell Pryor's down. Oh, yeah. Down Again, another person that I feel like we forgot it, existed. Well, I mean, he got on IR, so but he kind of like skirts he our wasn't, ire of fantasy owners a little yeah. bit more. He, yeah. yeah, he just – A little bit. Like, he, people were easy to give up on him because he got injured, but, like, yeah, he was – That yeah, one year deal trash. did not work out for Terrell no, Pryor. No, it did nah. not. No, it did not. Uh, Producer Chris, we need you to split the vote here, pal. Uh, Mike Evans or Jay Ajayi, who is the biggest disappointment in fantasy in your mind? I'm going to go with Mike Evans just because yeah, a lot of a lot of people had Mike Evans as the second or third best receiver right. coming into this year. And I think there was a lot of hype around O.J. Howard and Cameron Bright and Deshaun Jackson coming in and James giving him Winston one-on-one developing. opportunities. Jameis Winston developing. The Bucks potentially making the playoffs with Mike Evans leading the charge, and it just didn't happen that way. Um, Jay Ajayi, I don't know. I think there was some, some mixed feelings about him coming in, uh, being a wide receiver one that first year couple 200-yard games, Right, everyone kind of got yeah. on that bandwagon. But I got to go with Mike, man. All right, there mm. you go. Mike Evans, your biggest disappointment, according to the Wrong. NFL Fantasy Life. <laughs> Just kidding. Thanks. <laughs> hey. All right, any other, any, other, uh, any other additional players? I just want to talk about Deion Lewis and Rex Burkhead, and I know Harmon's with me yes. on, on Deion Lewis. But okay. both of oh, these yeah. guys were late-round picks. Deion Lewis was a waiver wire Undrafted, yeah. Undrafted. Undrafted. And everyone was on Mike Gillisley, and he comes out and scores three touchdowns yeah. in that first game right. and then becomes yeah. basically irrelevant. 
And Deion Lewis is the RB16 in standard scoring right now. It's Sanchez amazing. is knocking stuff over over here. I'm getting excited. <laughs> and and, and, wild, quarters and wild hand gestures Down the stretch, Lewis. like, both of these guys were playable every, every week. Oh, man. Like, every week. As viable RB2. I, had, yes. I was, like, so pumped in my my most important league because I had Lev Bell and Rex Burkhead. I'm like, this is 40 points a week. It's yeah. standard for yeah, these yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Burkhead got injured, and, then and I was sad. Oh. Alex Collins, who was cut from the Seahawks, <laughs> who need running backs oh like God, worse so than any other team yeah. in the league, and then he's got 895 rush yards. He's almost approaching a thousand yard season with the with the Ravens. That was the most zombie storyline of of 2017. For real, was the fact that Seattle's running back, this guy's gonna step up. I'm telling you, Russell Wilson's still leading the team in rushing, isn't he? Oh, yes, wait, is Chris yes. Carson, their leading run, no. runner, still uh, in IR, leading ru running, running back. back. Yeah. I feel like somebody has to. Have Russell Wilson has like 550 no, so. yards. I'm gonna look. Who, who's it going to be? Mike it's, Davis, it's, you think? Check the research Mike Davis packet. hasn't done it's, anything. It's, it's Chris Carson. There's no way. And then I just want to give a nod to Latavius Murray, who is oh, basically left for dead because yeah. Dalvin Cook comes in. He's Rush he's a star it. rookie running back, and yep. I get it. <laughs> but like, Chris Carson. <laughs> yeah, it's still Chris Carson is like 208 yards or something. Mike, Mike Davis, Davis is 192. He can pass him this week. Unbelievable. What Maybe if he doesn't? But he what probably he, won't. What if he doesn't? He probably won't. Oh, my Might not. God. I mean, this is the Thomas Rawls game. Chris Carson has been on IR since, IR since like, what, week, week three, week six? Four, four, four? Week four. And he's still their leading rusher. That is an embarrassment. <laughs> At running back, Russell Wilson has him by a lot. That's why Russell Wilson needs to get MVP consideration. I know it's like Brady Gurley right now, but you talk about all these stats. Hey, man. You, you tweeted that stat yesterday. 97.2% oh of God. the Seahawks touchdowns. I've been on that been on that been train for a while. On Russell Wilson. I, I, I agree. I, I think he – I mean, it sucks that he had a couple bad games recently yeah. that are going to taint people, but uh, he certainly be in the mix. And please, like – just get him into the playoffs instead of the Falcons football oh, God gods, heaven, please. Yes. As I as I was because I posted uh, yesterday my. Uh, on I Twitter, hope they don't. I hope they don't make it. The Seahawks. That's right. You want the Falcons yes, instead? Right. Yeah, Falcons. You, yes. you, you want idiot. You the want Falcons. Steve Sarkeesian ambient? Shut up! I'm I'm mad right now. <laughs> you want the ambient known as Steve Sarkeesian's <laughs> offense in a prime spot on Wild Card Weekend yeah, instead right. of Russell Wilson? Yeah, that's right. No, you know give what? me him you know over. What? I'd rather. I am. Uh, I'm an. I'm an agent of chaos, and uh, and I want to see uh, Seahawks Twitter burn. You're an idiot. Yeah. No. Right. Agent wow. of chaos. You yeah. should want Russell Wilson to go in. They're and gonna just... burn no matter what. Oh, it's like <laughs> they'll they'll burn eventually. Give they're, me... they're real. They're really good in their feelings. Give uh... me. Give me number. I will take Russell Wilson over all like 18 relevant players on the Falcons offense yes, every day yes, of the week. Yes. I know. Real life wise, of course. It's, well, it's it's more it's more exciting. But they've like so Levine Toilolo and Teron <laughs> Ward. I you said and relevant. And Why are you talking that have about those on the players? Field. I'm just saying. I'm making the discrepancy larger. I'd much like, rather watch Russell Wilson than those players. I want, I want yes, Russell Wilson yes, to come up to the yes, line of scrimmage yes. by himself in the field, just pick up the football <laughs> and say hike and run back and see what he does against 11 defenders over that's, the Falcons uh, offense. I hate to break it fumble. to you. That's basically what happens. He's I know it is. That's, that's essentially the Seahawks offense. As I've highlighted on this podcast, I'm so tired of seeing the Seahawks offense. It's the same play 50 times a game. Over and over. And Shotgun, over Russell Wilson, over. scrambling around. Drops back twenty yards. He throws it deep. Somebody catches it. It's Madden. It's it's it's, it's fun. Though. It's the same play. It is fun. It's fifty Madden. times, and then they run it for a yard for with Mike Davis. So. <laughs> a yard. A yard. That's it. Um, all right, uh, Matt Harmon, give me one. Uh, I've got a, actually a couple of value, like just value guys I wanted to point out at wide receiver. We talked about uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, you know he's a wide receiver two in PPR right now. Wide receiver three is Keenan Allen. Both those guys were kind of drafted in the same range with a lot of questions. 
Allen was an absolute monster for a, a good stretch there. Slow start, but Slow came start. on strong. Yeah, I think he, had, he well, he started pretty well, then yeah. and then he dipped like for a couple out. weeks. Like for, like it was a little bit up and down, yeah. but the ups were so incredible, and the downs right. weren't like murderously bad or whatever. Uh, so. I think Keenan Allen deserves consideration, especially just for for staying healthy for the entire season, playing sure. every single game so far. Um, he really returned what you invested. Larry Fitzgerald every year, wide receiver four in PPR this this year. Doesn't matter who the quarterback. This is. This is why Des Bryant needs to slide into the slot, man. Like, what are I you was, doing, bro? Yeah, I know, but he doesn't seem to get it yet. So we'll see what happens there. Adam Thielen, I think, deserves love as top yeah. ten uh, wide receiver yep. in PPR. Yep, yep, Don't yep. care that he slowed down in the fantasy playoffs. Uh, Robbie Anderson, too, wide receiver 15 in PPR. Oh, he yeah. was like a waiver wire guy that yep. really became an every week starter. And then Marcus Goodwin. Yes. Marcus another, Goodwin another good came one. on late. Nelson Aguilar was another late guy, top Robert 20 Woods. wide receiver. Bobby Woods, man. That was Everyone, a good, that was a good one, yeah, too. Yeah, that one was really good because, again, people just thought Bobby Woods was just done. And QB streamer of the year, I think, is Josh McCown. Easily. Uh, yeah. I know he's, right. he's dead and gone now. But uh, when he was playing, he was a top 10 quarterback. He was so good. Right. And he's the type of guy that. You know, you you take or you get like you 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 don't like stream to be. I think we talked about this last podcast. Like, be the guy that's like, well, I just got to keep stre- like I got to keep streaming. I'm, I'm riding a hot streak, but I got to keep rolling. I got to keep streaming. Like, no, nah, if you get a guy like Josh McCown, you're starting him every week and you're feeling real good about it. That's the go. goal. But he had streaming. a bunch bunch of rushing touchdowns. Oh yeah. All right, let's get to also M- real real quick though. Yes. One other streamer we got to give no. a shout out to. Blake, Blake Bortles. Oh my QB twelve. You're right. QB one. Blake Bortles. He had Bortles. a run where it was it was starting to become evident, and like You're I wrote right. him up in the thing. We all talked about You're it, right. but he had twenty two points, twenty five points, eighteen points, twenty five points, twenty two points, culminating in fantasy championships. I, I, if you picked him up for the playoffs and rode him during that stretch, yeah, he was like the QB, I think he was one. The QB one. The last four weeks, he's a the QB last four one. weeks, he's the QB wow. one in standard fantasy scoring. Amazing. Oh, and while we're talking about quarterbacks, biggest quarterback bust to me is Derek Carr. QB yeah. 19, True. pretty much worthless most of the year. Uh, uh, also broke his back. Uh, he broke his back, but still, facts are facts. Uh, True. And well, he only missed one game, too. So a lot right. of, And, again, it goes kind of back to the should I play him, should I not play him, should I play him, should I not play him. And a lot of times a lot of folks wanted to just believe in Derek Carr. And, and you know, <laughs> it like, didn't work out. And, you know, like Marcus Mariota and Jameis Winston definitely did not there meet too, yeah. expectations. But, like, those guys still went pretty late. Carr was like a six-round pick, which yeah. was so – Stupid as hell at the time, and yeah. was completely wrong. Like the process Jeez. was, the process wasn't even there for putting Carr that high. No, I like, never understood that. There was a bad, bad process to begin with, and you were rewarded with really bad results. I mean, couldn't it? Hold up, hold up, hold up. Couldn't it also be the fact that Amari Cooper just completely fell off the face of the earth? Yeah, no, that's part of it. But but he did nothing to elevate what was there beyond that. Like I mean, no, definitely. I think both those guys are two of the biggest dis- disappointments in the NFL this year, not just yeah. in fantasy. So they kind of go both go hand in hand. But to me, like just watching Carr, he I like, never goes downfield. I think Carr's a good player. Um, I don't think he's one of those transcendent Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady type players. Um, and so when you lose a guy, it, you basically lost Amari Cooper for the season. Well, I, I think mean, for, for whatever for whatever reason, whatever's going on yeah. between the years, he basically lost Amari Cooper. For, you can't. It's hard. You, you can't overcome that. You no. Know what I mean? I, Totally, and I think that in the world of uh, like hot take sports media culture, like unfortunately the middle ground is always lost. I think I was talking about this with Jason on, on Christmas, like that the uh, that like yes, Derek Carr has had a really bad year, and yes, they were still right to give him a contract extension. Can both be true? Unfortunately, like we never get to that middle ground. Like it always has to be like either this was a mistake. This was yeah right. Like 
Carr sucks. Huge mistake now to give him this contract. But like, you got to give him the deal because he's a good. He is still a good player. Like, we always just react so much to one year. I'm just saying this year was a yeah. d- was a disaster. All Half of his passing yardage disaster. on Monday night came on one play. One right. Play. Unbelievable. Thanks of uh, thanks to Amari Cooper. Let's get to MPG <laughs> very very quickly. Uh, NFL.com slash fantasy matchups. You guys still writing this bit? Ba- I am. It'll get, it'll get published right after you're, the podcast. You're an absolute psycho. I love well, it. I, I, ch- I tweaked the format, though, and I said it because most people aren't playing. So instead of my deeper analysis covering like every player in each blurb, yeah. I give my recommendations, but I don't justify all that in the things. I just throw out a couple interesting stat good. nuggets for each good, game. Good, good, good. Right. Turgit nuggets. Turgit Uh All right, Chicago and Minnesota. We're not going to preview this game. You know why? Because we preview this game. On NFL Pick'em. HD color television. <laughs> NFL Pick'em. Uh, go watch that show. It's going to be on Saturday multiple times. I think it's going to be on Sunday morning as Yes, I think well. it's, back, it's back to the normal regular yes, times. Yes, back three eight, times. 8 a.m., 3 p.m., 11 p.m. Pacific. On NFL uh, Network. Eastern, whatever. There you the go. Inferior Just check zone. your DVR guide. <laughs> Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Franchise, hit me. Uh, Pittsburgh's playing for home field advantage in this game, so they got something to play for. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Antonio Brown's going to be available, so no. it's a good matchup for the Pittsburgh wide receivers again. Martavis and Juju and Lev Bell obviously will get a big workload. Uh, I would be worried, though, like if Pittsburgh gets up, maybe they, they rest their guys, and I can see that happening. In what quarter? Who's the backup running back? It's not James uh, Conner because he's on Steven IL. Steven Ridley. Is Steven it? Ridley. He got back. somewhere. <sighs> so oh, all right. this James Harrison revenge talk, watch yeah. out, Patriots. Oh, Steven Ridley's Steve coming Ridley. for you. Ridley. Watch wow. out. Wow, great oh, a, re- a revenge off in the playoffs. Well, because I was going to ask you, <laughs> what quarter will Le'Veon Bell suffer his multi-week injury that stop. he always does? Oh. Stop. Stop. Just, stop. I'm just stop. Really, bro? Stop. I'm just asking. Stop. Really? It happens every year. That stop. is not cool. It happens every year, and that's how we get the Steven Ridley revenge game. Not cool. Wow. Uh, don't couple, like don't like this right couple now. A, couple Let's of move on. couple That's of nugs. Cool at all. <laughs> uh, just, just asking. Big Ben it has two plus year. passing touchdowns in seven straight games. All right. And Juju leads the Steelers Juju with twelve beat. catches for 180 yards, a touchdown uh, since Week 15 when Brown was injured. Juju. It is the Jets taking on New England in Foxborough. Alex Gilhar, what do you got? Uh, don't start your Jets. That's pretty much what I got. I mean, Bilal Powell maybe, but no. uh, do we know is Hack starting this game? No, there's but they a, said there's he's whispers. Be active at least. My lord. Oh, lord. So there's whispers. Step, that's a step in the right there's direction. Uh, yeah, so that's worrisome. The Patriots do also have something to play for. They need to lock up the number Home 1 seed, advantage, which uh, is good news for those players. Deion Lewis is in a great spot. There you go. Uh, Tom Brady's thrown an interception of five straight games, tied for the longest streak of his career. Oh. Going back to 2002, that's the last time he did that. Hashtag wow. not my MVP. Not, yep. not my quarterback. <laughs> uh, and Deion Lewis has two 100-yard ru- right. rushing games in his career. Both have come this season in the past uh, five weeks, week 12 and week 16. a baby. Jacksonville not taking on goal. Tennessee. In Tennessee, Matt Harmon, what do you got? Well, it sounds like uh, the Jags are going to play their starters, even though there's really no – reason to benefit to doing it they I mean, are they're 100 percent locked into the three seed yeah, yeah. They, they will be the three seed so That's it's right. very strange that they're going to do that but you know if you do want to play fantasy this week you know i guess that means you can use your guys Fournette really hasn't been that explosive presence that he was at this point but he's still getting volume and like you kind of have to you know you're in the spot where you kind of have to play him tennessee's also definitely playing for something also for yes Fournette only needs 29 rushing yards to hit 1000 for the season so and they'll probably and that, and that and that stuff matters to oh, players, oh, yeah. to teams, incentives. Oh yeah. oh yeah, he would have become the only the second rookie in Jags history to rush for a thousand yards. Does anybody know who the other was? Uh, Maurice Jones-Drew. No. no, Fred Taylor. 
Fred, Fred Taylor. Taylor. Okay. I'll, That's really not that surprising. No, it's not. I mean, well, I'm just like, like this is fun, fun, ju- fun yeah. uh, little trivia to see 100%. if you guys remembered. I like it. Trivhar. It is Cincinnati <laughs> taking on. Oh, hey, wait, 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 wait. We got to preview the Titans. Hey, ho, ho, ho. Do we though? Well, no. well, 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 well. We don't. <laughs> well, we talked about Demarco Murray and Derek. <laughs> but uh, I did. Have, cool. I did have one. I did have one interesting stat on uh, on the uh, Jags defense. Is there anybody relevant? Co- Corey Davis had his best game of the year last don't week. Don't care. Going against Jacksonville secondary. No, nope. it's something. It's nice to see. That's yeah. all. Per per next gen stats, when uh, teams target the Jaguars cornerbacks they have a 52.2 passer rating uh when they target any other position they have a 101.6 passer rating the differential between those two is the widest gap in the nfl i do think that's interesting for not only in the playoffs but also for this week 17 game you know, delaney, you definitely, walker. delaney walker maybe even he who must not be named eric decker uh, get out uh, of here you're gonna talk get, about eric decker and i really? just brought up Corey davis and you're, <laughs> you're gonna beer bet Corey davis uh eric decker outproduces Corey, Corey Davis, Davis this week. I'm not beer. Oh, fine. I'll fine. I'll go against Eric Decker. Fine. Right, cool. There. Shake great. on it now. Fine. Okay. Great. Here we what go. are we talking like? Uh, yards. But it's, I bring up a Titans wide receiver, and you say Jags defense, and then you bring up another Titans wide receiver. Yeah, because this guy plays the, on the, the inside. He plays slower. He plays one. in the. He plays in the slot. Fine. He plays in the middle of the field. Where so fantasy points, right? We're talking just fantasy straight points. fantasy points. Just standard, straight. or PPR. I don't know. It's Harmon's bet. Let's just do straight yards. We already shook on. I don't think it should be out straight scores. Yards. I know. I think it should be just straight standard fantasy. All right, points. fine. Fine, standard fantasy points. Fine. Okay, there you go. It is decided. We've had some uh, of the dumbest beer bets. But Derek, although Derrick Henry, it'll could, be fun for you guys to be watching this game at least in Week 17. Will There's it? No other. Oh, probably will it? not. I this mean, game actually, <laughs> although, although this game actually, may get a little chippy because they're they're chirping a little bit true, back and are, forth, yeah. which is kind well, of fun. And the Titans, they waxed, are the Titans. Oh, yeah. The Titans, Titans waxed sit the Jags. Down, be humble. The Titans waxed right. the Jags earlier in the year. That game was very close, but there were a couple of bad like tipped interceptions that turned the tides, and the, and the Jags didn't quite have the identity they do now. But it seems like. This is a tough one because it's one of those games where Marone says they want to start the starters. They have nothing to play for. However, they just suffered kind of like a character-building loss last mm-hmm. week, and there were reports like the locker room's totally different. Everybody's like, okay, we got to get better. we got to get back to our stuff. we got to improve. So this would be the kind of statement game where this team that has that like swagger wants to come back and like yeah. – Thump their division rival, knock them out of the playoffs, and you. go into the postseason. That hot. Tom yeah. Coughlin influence very strong. Yes. I was just gonna, I was just gonna bring that up because if you think about the Coughlin teams that won the Super Bowl with the Giants, like they went in hot. Right, like they didn't go in. You know, they almost beat the stuff. Patriots in Week 17 that year. Yeah, they, yeah. Un- they beat broke the undefeated season. And I know people will be like, but like I definitely think that there is uh, there's something to be said about going into the playoffs hot. I agree. I, and like I don't think it matters so much for teams that are on buys, like. But I think it definitely matters for teams that, that go in hot. I think it's nice to see. All right, there you go. Cincinnati taking on Baltimore in Baltimore. Matt Franchise, what do you got? Uh, Baltimore <laughs> clinches a playoff berth, I believe, if they win. So they got something to play for. Yep. I kind of like Alex Collins. The Bengals have, I think, the second worst run defense in the entire NFL. Uh, uh, by the way, I only put the games on here that actually have some implications every other game. Yeah. Is, I think that's fair. Uh, Joe Flacco's been a good streamer. I mean, he had another okay game last week against Indianapolis in bad weather. So if you're streaming, Joe Flacco's an option. Cincinnati is just – He's come uh, around. He's, he's definitely come around. And uh, Here's another I guy mean, that's dealing with a major injury. Yeah, right. and and Joe, I don't Point. know what Joe Mixon's status is, but cares. Ugh, yeah. uh, I don't. I maybe you fire he up Gio. He hasn't practiced much. DFS. I, don't, I don't know if he's going to play. Gio, Gio might be a nice DFS play. Talk about biggest disappointment. 
Joe Mixon? Up there, too. Yeah. But I think we mentioned this on last week's pod, but in case we didn't, Mike Clay had the great stat that Giovanni Bernard has oh, six yeah. more fantasy points than Joe Mixon this season on 57 fewer touches. Amazing. Uh, Gio Bernard and A.J. Green were the only people I would even consider, consider. touching with a 10-foot pole on the Bengals' offense. Yeah. In this yeah, 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 yeah. Oakland taking on LCH in Los Angeles. Alex Gilhart, what do you got? Uh, Melvin Gordon sounds like he's going to play now. Uh, I saw a report this morning. He said, I'm good. His, yeah. The swelling in his ankle wasn't bad. And, and uh, they have everything to play for in this yeah, game. They got to win. They need to win to make the postseason. Uh, over the last six weeks, Keenan Allen leads all wide receivers in targets, receptions, and receiving yards. I mean, we pretty much know who to start here. Gates, those guys uh, on the Oakland side, like, I don't know. Both nope. both Mari Cooper and Michael Crabtree are banged up. Crabtree Bash. had a hamstring injury, which is what limited him on Monday night too. So matchup I'm out. Bad matchup. I think Marshawn is maybe the only person I would touch. Uh, he's had four games, 90-plus scrimmage yards in his last five. So Chargers no. D is a good hey, play man. again. Hey, no. listen. Hey, listen. Marshawn put up a good number against the best run defense in the NFL. Don't you tell me, hey, listen. I don't have to listen if I want to. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just, like especially hey, in standard, nine nine plus points in four yeah. of his last five games, regardless. Chargers of gave up 143 yards to Bilal Powell last week, 57 yard touchdown. Nah, okay. Denzel Powell. Perryman, we don't know Bilal if he's going to play. Bilal Powell's so. like better than Marshawn Lynch Bilal at this point. <laughs> Jeez, what? Okay. All I right, mean, he had seven points last week. Oh, like, speaking of disappointments, Bilal Powell too, though that guy got well. Over, that was dumb. That, that was another dumb way one. overdrafted. Luckily, there were a couple of like really bad process PPR. Yeah, right. Like, that didn't make any sense either because the other back on their roster, is Matt good, Forte, yeah. is a good pass. He's one of the historically best like, pass-catching backs. <laughs> like, they're, luckily, like the Derek Carr, the Bilal Powell, and there are probably a few others, like real bad process, like early picks that blew up in and people's faces. And uh, yeah, just Yeah, that was another bad process early pick too. Like all of those like just in general blew up. So it's good to see. Good to see process ruling out. Oh, boy. Process right. over results. Process over results. <laughs> <laughs> Arizona at Seattle playing in the clink here. Seattle, obviously, they need to win this ball game. Um, Matt Harmon, what do you – or excuse me, Matt Franchise, what do you got? Uh, yeah, so Seattle – hold on, let me check my notes here. Yeah, I'll, 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 while you check your notes, uh, I'll it, say real quick, Larry Fitzgerald with 101 receptions and 1,100 receiving yards, oldest player in NFL history to have 100 catch – 100-plus catch, 1,000-plus yard receiving Look season. at his quarterbacks, man. Three I'm not saying not even this year. I'm saying throughout his entire career. Three yeah. straight 100-yard or three straight 100-plus catch seasons. God, Please, Lord, do not let this be Nuke. Don't let Fitzgerald's quarterbacks be what Nuke has to go through. <laughs> he passes that torch to DeAndre you know Hopkins. Here you go. Oh, my <sighs> God. Please, Lord, do not let that happen. The all-time great receiver playing with an all-time horrific slow slew of quarterbacks. I mean, they both have had, will have had some good ones, but like, good God. Hopefully, just so Deshaun Watson stays healthy. Yeah. Stay healthy. So, uh, Se- Seattle's wide receivers have been like so unpredictable. I don't know what to tell people to do with them. Anyway. It's true. But you start Russell Wilson. Arizona's allowed more rushing touchdowns to quarterbacks than any other team. Five. Ooh. All right, there you and go. Uh, Russell Wilson has three, which doesn't sound like a lot, but you know. Eh, it's something. It's more than any running back has on that team. So I like I like Russell Wilson. <laughs> I know. I like so Russell sad. Wilson as like you know. Yeah. I don't want to say a sleeper, but he's got big upside. Upside. In big this upside. Game. I think yeah. he's got big upside in this for game. sure. Carolina at ATL. What do we got? Whiskit. Carolina at ATL. Well, this is an interesting game. Uh, I really think Christian McCaffrey's in a great spot in this game. Atlanta yeah. has given up the most catches to running backs in the entire NFL, and uh, Christian McCaffrey. And this was a cool stat from the research packet, too. In NFL history, only two rookie running backs have posted 75-plus catches and 5-plus receiving touchdowns. They are Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara, both, oh, both in the same year, which is pretty cool. 
Uh, so I think that's a great matchup. Uh, Devin Funches, I think, is pretty banged up still, and I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if he has a limited role again. So I might be like, might be hesitant to trot him out there. But we want to start Cam. He's been Cam has been lights out actually the last several weeks. Like his uh, passing yardage hasn't been there, but he's got like an 11 to two touchdown to interception ratio passing over the last six games. Has added a bunch of rushing yards. As for Atlanta, don't want to start Matt Ryan. He's been bad the last few weeks. Uh, Devonta Freeman. Should have volume. Julio Jones, he's good. I don't know what else to tell you about yeah, that. No more offense. Demir Bird. He's on IR. Demir what was Bird's that story IR. we saw yesterday? Russell Shepard. They were like passing his jersey around the locker room to pay, to pay the respects or yeah, something. Yeah, Russell Shepard is to like who? Demir Bird. He's not dead. Like he had passed. That's what, on. That was my thought. I was like, <laughs> did he die? It was so weird. What? That I doesn't think it, make any sense. I know. Did they do the same thing for Curtis Samuel? I don't. I don't know. That's just Listen, uh, it's very odd. Well, the bird gets his wigs clipped. Um, it's very sad. Oh, here's one more sad, a couple more sad stats for the Falcons offense. Sad stats. Uh, over the past four games, only Deshaun Kaiser has a worse touchdown to interception ratio than Matt Ryan. Oh, uh, whoa! Uh, really? Yes. Yep. Holy. He's hell. thrown three touchdowns and four interceptions. The Kaiser's like five, four and seven or something. Good job, Sark. Woo. Good and job, Sark. In their in the oh, that's Matt Ryan's fault too. In Atlanta, he's not playing well. In Atlanta's three games versus Fair. top ten total defenses, they average six fewer points per game, just sixteen versus twenty-two. Uh, and the Panthers rank seventh in total defense, so there are going to be few scoring opportunities, I think, for the Falcons. Ryan led the league with a one hundred four point nine passer rating. Uh, and completed over 60% of his passes under pressure last year. This season, he's uh, 72.3 passer rating and 53.6% completion rate. Carolina's defense has the highest or seventh highest uh, pressure rate in the NFL and blitz more than any other team. All right, this go. is this is one of the only games that both matters on both for both teams. I'm You're really right. excited to watch right. my, my. There's only like three of those <laughs> games this week, so this you know, use you fantasy go. players I in this gonna, game. Was it one of you guys who said that Kyle Shanahan? should be coach of the year just because of what he's done with Jimmy G and then also what Matt Ryan has not done. I don't think it was right. me, but it was a good yeah, point. It's a, good yeah. point, it's a, it's a that's very good point. point. Uh, go, gonna, you, uh, you're right. I said that. Okay, there you go. Go to the website if you want the matchup data on New Orleans at Tampa Bay, Houston at Indianapolis, San Francisco at the Rams, Green Bay at Detroit, Washington at the Giants, Dallas at Philly, Buffalo at Miami, and KC at Denver. I don't think you want any of that information, but who cares? If you want it, NFL.com slash fantasy matchups. There you go. Let's close out with a round of daily daps. Alex Gilhar kicks off. I want to dap this article I was reading last night. I didn't get to finish it because it was very long and I was very tired. I also had a few beers. But that's besides the point. It was in it was in the New York Times and it was about it was a really cool long form piece and had a lot of great visuals as well. But it was about a mission for these people to climb Everest to recover a few um, bodies of people who had died on their ascent to Everest. Because, I mean, if you've you've ever, like, studied Everest or read anything about it or seen the movies, like, obviously it's a very perilous trip up there, and uh, you have to – your pack is so limited in, like, your terms of your oxygen, your food, and your water and stuff like that because you're climbing 27,000 feet or whatever up the mountain. So, like, if somebody does succumb to the elements and pass away, like – you don't typically have the resources to bring them back down as easily. So a lot wow. of people that die on Everest get stuck up there. Jeez. But this was the this was the story of wow. um it was a group of climbers from uh from I think India uh where were they from uh I can't remember the city right now but they were pe- they weren't like a lot of, and it's also expensive to climb yeah. Everest so these weren't the type these were people that had saved for like ten years they were part of a climbing community and stuff. And they wanted to go up there, and and three of them didn't make it, and the fourth one did come back. But it was the story about kind of like the families trying to get the bodies and finding people to help, 
and the government getting involved and stuff. And it's just this really kind of amazing story covering both the people's ascent and then like the kind of mission to go up and get their bodies back down so the families can gain closure and stuff. And it's just, it's crazy and it sounds kind of depressing too, but it's just, it was a really amazing piece of journalism and just of all these different aspects of the family trying to get the people and the community coming together and like the government and stuff. And, and just also just the, how hard it is like they have to get to have yeah. to to bring the, a body down too. like it's frozen up there it's a lot heavier it takes like it took takes like six or eight people to get up there and get them out and come back down and it's That's just insane and it's 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 it was a wild but it was a really fascinating story it's scary so just, being like oh i'm gonna go to where someone died like but, you're basically putting yourself in danger to go get this one of the bodies who passed was, doing the same thing you're about to go do. One of it's the bodies it. was actually a landmark for a while for people on their Whoa. ascent because what? it was stuck there and they had it was like right on the path and they okay. had to cl- people had to climb over it oh to my continue God. their ascent. They're like, oh yeah, there's George. We made it to the second second uh, milestone here. It was. What? I mean, that's like the, I'm serious. Like the, the, the article is incredible. I'll tweet it out when I finish oh. it because, like I said, I didn't finish it. But it was just like unbelievable. It's it's a remarkable piece of journalism and it's yeah. a remarkable story. Story and it's it's very yeah. sad but also very cool and inspiring and all these other people that did this stuff and how the money came together and things like that. So just daily daps to the, the New York Times and that whole story and those Crazy. those families and the people that went up to help them get get the people home. Uh, I will daily dap the newish music video from OK Go. I think it came out last month. The uh, the, yeah. the song is called Obsession. Uh, I just got around to seeing it yesterday, but uh, man, uh, I guess it took them two years to plan this thing. But the concept of the music video, and of course, as we all know, OK Go, they're they're they, they just go over the top uh, with their music videos. Very creative, um, and it's it's incredible um, what these guys are able to do. Uh, but they take basically like 600 printers, and um, and the printers are all lined up on a wall, and they're coordinated so that they shoot out pieces of paper uh, to create a backdrop, and it all just falls, and then it creates another backdrop. And, and the, the video shot kind of stop motion, um, but it took – I guess two years of planning to get everything going. It's mind blowing. It I watched mind-blowing. it this morning. Oh, did you? Yeah, <laughs> when when I saw the link oh, okay. in here, I was like, oh, I remember this coming out, and I haven't yeah, yeah, got yeah. a chance to watch it. And I just, I'm for my daps. I'm just gonna piggyback on you yours. Go. I actually worked on OK Go in 2010 when I worked at Capitol you did? Records for their. Yeah, I oh, worked on the cool. project name for drop. this. This too shall pass was was the name of the song, and it was like this giant Rube Goldberg machine that they did in one take. So check out that video. Oh, I remember that video. Check out Upside Down and Inside Out. It's yeah. they're in the zero gravity airplane yeah, with d- all the exploding balls of yeah. paint. We've yeah. talked, and then I think I dapped this one last year. It's called the One Moment, where it's. A 4.2 second clip of just That's like right. yes. all this stuff happening in like right. super HD, and then they slow super that down yeah. to last the length of the song, and every, all the things that are exploding and stuff is like synchronized with the music. Yeah. They're incredible. I love. Yeah. I think my favorite part about OK Go too is that it's just like every time it comes out, everybody's like, "Oh my god, this is incredible!" Yeah. And it's like, how? How? Yeah. How do these guys keep come up coming yes. up with these ideas for music videos? And everyone is still like mind blowing. And to think they all just started out with the treadmill video, right? Like, the treadmill video, right? Like what humble <laughs> beginnings? They started out on treadmills. Right. Now they're doing zero gravity stuff in yeah. space, super slow mo, slow mo, and, and, and printers. This, this and one like, with the printers, I think, was sponsored by I don't know what the printer company was, but they have like companies helping them fund right. these. I mean, now you and have stuff to because these things like, are so expensive, dude. This w- this printer one is insane. I can't wait to watch it later. Yeah. It's yeah. just so fun. It's just the, the the treadmills. Is where I know. They started. I know. It's treadmills on one camera. 
Yeah. And a tread- and a bunch of shrimp. Tread- They're just what? dancing. I know. It's incredible. Uh, Matt Harmon, what do you got? Yeah, I'm going to daily dap uh, season two of Planet Earth. Hell uh, yeah. Started, nice. it, started it last night, fell asleep in the middle of the episode, didn't finish it, but... <laughs> I watched this episode, I watched <laughs> it's this that episode exciting, like two huh? days ago. <laughs> well, I was just like, my face was so melted off that I couldn't continue to watch. I was like, yeah. wow, <laughs> it's too much. Uh, so my hi- the highlights, there's a scene where a couple kimono dragons fight each other. I'm watching that like, how is this real life? Like, this is some Jurassic Park stuff. It's oh, yeah. unbelievable. Uh, that was incredible to watch. Obviously, the iguana scene, which went viral earlier in the God, year. It's the, coo- uh, it's the coolest the scene ever. Is, and also, like, just so much. I love watching that because you really start to root for the animals. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, you start taking sides. <laughs> um, and, like, before that one scene that became so iconic that, you know, it went viral or whatever, like, the uh, – like there are several iguanas that, spoiler alert, get caught and killed yeah. by the snakes, and you're like, "Damn it, snakes!" Like, <laughs> oh, you also, hate when they man, win. That, like I was reading a behind the scenes on that one. They said those snakes aren't poisonous and like don't care about humans and stuff. But that is still like the scariest Horror, thing. Yeah, when it's, it's just nightmare. this rock wall and the entire wall starts to move because it's like a hundred snakes chasing after these little murder and just iguanas. the way just the way they like, and I love it too. Like the iguana like looks back. <laughs> And then it's like takes off. It's incredible. And then just all the snakes, like they just come down and like oh, descend it just upon makes him. your skin crawl. It's, it's such like, a good scene. And the, that one's good. You know what um, else is cool is those iguanas in the part of it when they actually show the fully grown ones like yes. swimming and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like those it's things majestic. are awesome. Well, and they're also like mini Godzillas. Like they look like mini Godzilla swimming yeah. in there. I'm like that's. It's just. Cool. I'm telling you, wait till you get to the cities one, man. It's just. I've been telling you for a couple days now, and I feel like I'm pumping it up. But right. the cities one better is not be better blow. not be a disappointment. It won't be. It's gonna blow your mind. Like, it's on, a, it's on Netflix. A, it's really a, good. Have you seen it, Co? Buddy, I daily dap this when it first oh, came out. Okay, okay. Back in, I think it was last January. I know the, yeah, these guys are like three we, years. We behind. didn't watch it. We didn't watch it when it aired. It's on Netflix. I don't want to watch it with commercials and stuff. Get me out of here. It's on Netflix now, so check it out. But like. <laughs> and also the, the scene. most millennial thing. I don't want to watch it with the commercials and stuff. Shut up. Anyways. I don't even know if we had BBC <laughs> on our old cable no, when it came no, out. No, we did. We definitely did not. So I had no opportunity. Yes. So back off. Anyway, well, I'm not. I didn't say anything. I'm just you're you're getting offended because this happened to you early in what? the year with the British Baking Show when you daily <laughs> that's actually it and, nobody, and nobody cared. Nobody about cared, it. cared at all. I mean, I was excited uh, about Planet Earth, but now I'm starting to watch. Top it, so. Chef, though. Top Chef. Top Chef, baby. Top Chef. Let's not start this again. Oh wow, let's, we're let's, all we're all grouped here. Yeah. I see. Top Chef Denver. On one side of oh, the table. franchise rolls to the other yeah. side of the on conference one, table now. It's three against two. It's Listen. One, on one side of the listen, table, it's the people in listen. long-term committed relationships. I think it's on right. tonight, actually. I think you're right. Thursday night. Hey, Thursday you know what? Do you want to go to the bar tonight and stay out as long as we want with no consequence? <laughs> no. Because we can. Harmon's got plans with his air fryer tonight. <laughs> I've got plans with my Cancel air fryer. Cancel your air fryer plans. I go to the bar to shove it in their faces. <laughs> I already rescheduled my air fryer plans once. I have to. I have to. It has to be tonight. Oh, this is great. This is absolutely I'm in. It. I'm in rebuilding mode. My franchise is in rebuilding mode. You, I don't know what to say about you. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> that was rude. I'm so oh! under attack. I'm under attack the oh most in this stupid Lord. show. That is that is really true. Just to, to call back to the beginning, uh, that is true. You, you true. are definitely under attack the wow. most of, of the group. Very unfair. <laughs> Unbelievable. You take, Chris, you take what a lot. So should we finish uh, up this Planet Earth Daily Dap? It's, it's awesome. Uh, it's dope. Yeah, and just one, one last thing. The the scene where uh, like the magma is like creating islands. Talk about something to watch and be like, this is our world. This was this was built for us to exist in. It's right. and we are just so 
meaningless and insignificant. <laughs> oh my god! We're sitting in a conference room right oh now, and there's god. islands being talking created about in the ocean. Football, a game about a game. Get out of here. Okay. We mean uh, nothing. It's I want to real quick. Yak and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> there's lava creating islands out there. <laughs> we're, okay, creating, we're creating stupid <laughs> stats about football. Uh, I forgot. I forgot one other thing. I wanted to daily tap. I actually went to see Jumanji on Tuesday. Nice. And was, come on. No, I'm serious. I got roped into it. I was like, okay, whatever. Oh, come on. It's actually kind of awesome. Come on. I'm dead serious. Nice. Really? I'm dead serious. Better than Star Wars? Uh, <laughs> Whoa. Maybe. Oh, maybe. what? I enjoyed it more than Star maybe. Wars. Unbelievable. Uh, but no, All they right. they do a really good job because they they set it up very it well. It so bad. That's what I thought too, but they, they play – it's one of those movies, the reason why it succeeds is because it's completely self-aware. Okay. They're like, this is this is dumb. We're, okay, we get it. Like, it. We're remaking a movie that is beloved from the 90s. Yeah. Uh, we're putting all these stars in it. But they just they, they sail into that, and they, they own it, and it's so funny. See, and it's, don't... It's, really, it's really fun. They do an excellent job. It's one of those movies that, that delivers on its promise of just being kind of mindless fun. Okay. And it, it rises above it. It's got, it's, got, it's got some heart to it. It's got a lot of great humor. Jack Black plays the, uh, the, great cast, the hot teenage girl that... Because all the the, the different stere- like kind of stereotypical high school yeah, yeah. kids get morphed into the big stars, right. and Jack Black Black plays the self absorbed like teenage girl, yeah. and oh my god, owns it, amazing. He okay. plays a teenage girl. Yes, he plays like a blonde what? girl that's like f- uh, in love they with her Instagram and stuff. Because they, ch- they get sucked into the video oh. game and they become the different avatars. Uh. So like the skinny nerdy kid becomes the Rock, the the tall football player becomes Kevin Rock, Kevin Hart, Hart Kevin Hart, yeah. Uh, the, the nerdy bookish girl becomes uh, uh, Kristen – or no, uh, sorry, uh, Karen Gillan, who's like the hot badass fighter chick, and then the the hot teenager becomes Jack, Jack Black, Black. Nice. Yeah. in a Total Rovers. But I'm serious. I'm like, it's very fun, very enjoyable, a good send-up. And the conceit, instead of it being the board game come to life, is that it, the board game uh, was a video game kind of this time yeah. around. Spoiler alert. So they, it's in the <laughs> it's trailer. It's in the trailer, bro. So, but then they <laughs> they do a lot of great send-ups of video game stuff. Like, they interact with NPCs, non-player Got characters, it. who, like, only go off the video game script. So it's like, come on, I must take you to this. And they're like, they're trying to figure out, like, how do we get to this thing? And he's like, come on, I'll take you to this. And like, oh, it. okay, we have to go along with these NPCs. So they do a lot of fun send-ups like that. And... It's just very self-aware and it's very fun. I'm not going to take us down this rabbit hole because we should get out of here. Yes. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> you're only week you're, 17. I can't believe we're, like, I know. we're pushing one, hour, one and a half hours. But there's after, lava creating islands. You're on, loose, feeling good about week 17. You're on, you're on my radar here about like how expectations are everything with the with the movie and, and how you react to it. But we'll discuss offline. Oh, we'll get that offline. Okay. Producer yeah. Chris, close the show. Yeah, I'm going to close it with the with adapt to Bucks, D-Tackle, Silver Salingia. Or Silver Salinga. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. So after the game on Christmas Eve, they lost to the Panthers. Brought his boys into Applebee's late Christmas Eve. Okay. Having oh. a dinner. Applebee's. It's Wait, too nice. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's unfortunate. They may not have an air fryer at Applebee's, but they <laughs> – You're damn right they don't. At 10 Dribble, o'clock at night – everything in oil. No, I'm sure they have an oven. At 10 o'clock at night, he got the check, and – he asked how many people were working. It was Christmas Eve. There's ten people working, dishwashers, cooks, and he gave everybody a hundred bucks. That's Left a thousand dollar tip. A nice great. Christmas story. It happened yeah. a few days ago, but he, yeah, he I said he, seeing that. he wasn't trying to go viral or anything. He was just That's trying great. to give uh, give some people a little Christmas cheer. So Daps to Daps to Silver, man. That was yeah, cool. Man, cool. That's very, very cool. All right, so that's the show for the WizKid from Wisconsin. For Matt Harmon, for Matt Franchise, and producer Chris, I'm James Coe. See you later. See you later.
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrict Apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.